All right, good evening, everybody. This is the CSRN. Look up, I'm a little bit off. There you go. This is the CSRN weekly podcast. It's our video minutes where we come to you every Tuesday, 6 p.m., to talk about some of the things that we've done the past week. Uh, we've got a, a, a recap on dunking for donations. Uh, some of the things that we've got coming up, there's some political things that are coming up, and also some of the things that we're doing right now. I'm Brother Washington Muhammad. I use the pronouns he and him. And today, what do I have on, Jody? Hey, I've got on my... Got a nice little button up there. Yeah, I got my button up, so I'll let you know that, hey, I'm just coming from, not the job, but I am, you know, you know. Not having uh, revolutionary gear on, but you know I got the revolutionary mind. I've got my glasses by Optigo Twigs in between. So if you ever want some quality glasses, um, get in touch with Krista Moncrief. She's on Facebook. She has the Optigo bus. You might find her at Swain Field. Uh, you might find her, hey, just um, driving around Toledo. She has a lot of uh, frames. Uh, everything that she does is top notch. So try your best to uh, find out uh, a little bit like her, uh, a little bit about her. And as always, um, this is the home of Black Lives Matter and Justice or else. Uh, CSRN was the brainchild of Gabriel uh, Bay and Mike Leonardi. Uh, seven years ago, they decided that they wanted to come together and participate and social justice and, and not have it come from a uh, political or, or religious. And they came up with this thing called Community Solidarity Day. And seven years later, Jody, hey, we're still, still getting here. it in. We're still getting it in. And let's see, what did I, uh, yeah. And, and I was one of the co-founders. They brought me in at, at the, um, kind of at the end to help do some planning. Uh, and we had our first uh, big protests at the um, Lucas County Courthouse when Darren Wilson wasn't uh, indicted. That was a Tuesday. Right after that, we met at, at Kent Branch Library, and we haven't stopped. Uh, we're self-supported with the help of all of our friends and supporters, well-wishers, and our comrades. And and it don't stop. It won't stop. And I think that I've I think that I've um, Pretty much describe what I got on for anyone that's visually challenged. Um, I've got a fresh haircut. All right. Yeah. The, okay. That, that works. Wonders. And I think that's it, Jody. If you could introduce yourself, and I did say this is the home of Black Lives Matter and Justice for Us. Yes, you do. I think, all right. If you can introduce yourself, what do you have on? Why are you so late? And uh, <laughs> we get, uh, look, I can I can't help but have some hate on. All the right? interns locked me out today. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. Hey, listen, um, first, how you feeling today? Uh, still alive, still all alive. Right. You know, very busy end of the year. Organizations to close out, bank accounts to close out, making sure all of my extra ancillary things are done and in, in, in getting mm -hmm. ready for uh, 2022 all that good stuff um what's up everybody i'm jody j summers child of the system better known as spoken truth the treasurer of this wonderful organization for those of you that are visually impaired i am or that's just you know driving not looking at your screens or anything like that not texting and 
want to make sure you get home family safe, right. or later on listening to it in the podcast. You know, some of us say I have a very um soothing voice, so you might go to sleep to it. You don't want you to go sleep to it. Right, right. Not driving, um, <laughs> at least. Well, no, you might turn it on at night just to get that active memory going here about the uh, show and stuff. But I am a brown-skinned, cinnamon-toned, big bear of a man that is covered in tattoos and piercings and crystals and stones and bones from all of the travels of me being an author, illustrator, filmmaker, chef, board member, politician, and all of that stuff because those are all part of the things that make me whole. Little bits and pieces of here and, and there, and my pronouns would be him, he, or we, we being my community and everything that I do in front, behind, and on camera. All yeah, right. That's a good intro. All right, all right. Well, that was an interesting intro. Hey, listen, we've got uh, a mission statement. Why do you mm -hmm. think having a mission statement for you in your own words, as only you can say it, uh, why do you think it's so important that we have a mission statement, you know, here in CSRN. Well, a mission statement keeps you grounded. I see we got somebody in the green room too. Don't yeah. eat it. Don't drink his burners. No, but uh, no, Sean should know. <laughs> all right, Sean should know all that stuff in there. Really ain't for him. It's, it's really yeah, just a good. Everything. But anyway, um, a mission statement is good because it keeps your organization. We wouldn't be together for seven years if we just had like some post-it notes nope. everywhere or just some random person that walks in every week with a megaphone. Mm -hmm. I'm the leader. It lets you be grounded. It lets when me and brother Washington leave, or Ruth and Julia leave, and we pass this wonderful organization down to future activists and entrepreneurs and authors and, and healthcare providers that they have some foundation to work with. Now, they may go back through years, decades later, change some of the stuff, but at least you have a groundwork. Right. It's um, a good thing to do no matter what, whether you're a nonprofit, political party, starting your entrepreneur business or anything like that. So you have that, you know, that place to start okay. with, you build up from there. And um, you can't, again, have nobody coming in with a megaphone telling you how many followers they got or something like this. When right. They've not actually done any real work, okay. just online typing. Ooh, all right. Uh, I feel shots fired on that. I fired all the shots. It's okay. the end of the year. All right. All right. So, well, not verb, you know. Okay. Yeah, all right. We didn't add enough of that in the city. Right. And we're going to get into that. We got our, yeah, our brother Sean Mahone here. We're gonna, we are going to get into uh, some of the strategies that we can make our communities a safe and decent place to live. And there are some people in, in Toledo that's making it happen. Yeah. Regardless if somebody likes it or not. I, I heard a couple board meetings where we're getting blamed now for <laughs> the stuff. And I'm like, wow. I, but again, people will grab straws anywhere they can, okay. especially stuff like that. But yeah, so this is our mission statement. Again, it's the one of the foundations that you need if you want longevity. If you're just there for the quick money and stuff like that, so be it. But if you want longevity, in your organization, business, find yourself a mission statement or create one. That's right. There's a lot of templates online you could use. I'll let Brother Washington he may be able to help you out for a surcharge, you know. Anyway. Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> hey, this stuff is gold. That's I mean, true, too. For Village right. Adams, all we right. literally have a zombie crawl Bible. So, all right. anyway. All right. This is our mission statement. We are the Community Solidarity Response Network of Toledo. Formed on November 25th, 2014, the day after it was announced that the killer 
a Ferguson, Missouri police officer, but Michael Brown, an unarmed teenager, would not be indicted. We bring awareness to the injustices experienced by Black women and children who are disproportionately murdered, attacked, provoked, harassed, and by law enforcement. Police brutality has to end. We bring awareness to the fact that most often police brutality goes without consequence and accountability. Police impunity has to end. We utilize the tactics of protest, civil disobedience, event disruption, and citizen advocacy to give voice to those who are otherwise voiceless. We facilitate progressive community-based events to help foster self-development, and we discuss measures to hold local leadership accountable to their sworn duties, be they politician, clergy, law enforcement, educators, etc., etc. We want justice, equal justice under the law. We want justice applied equally to all, yes, all, regardless of class, creed, color. For all lives to matter, Black lives must matter. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. All right, we're going to keep it moving with our um, guiding principles. And this is somewhat of the soul of CSRN. This keeps us also from imploding that we all have a way to treat each other and communicate with each other. These are the CSRN guiding principles. All Black lives matter. Queer Black lives, trans Black lives, formerly and presently incarcerated Black lives, poor working class Black lives, differently able Black lives, Black men and women lives, immigrant Black lives, Black elderly and children lives. All Black lives matter and are the creators of this space we throw no one under the bus. We rise together. Ashe? Ashe. And Ashe means one who changes a thing or one who makes a thing happen. Thriving instead of surviving. Our vision is based on the world we want, not the one we're currently in. We want our people to thrive, not just exist. Think beyond the possible. Ashe? Ashe. Experimentation and innovation must be built into our work. Embrace the best tools, practices, and tactics and leave those behind that no longer serve us. Ashe? Ashe. Evaluation and assessment must be built into our culture. Embrace, no, critical reflections must be a part of all of our work. We learn from our mistakes and our victories. Ashe? Ashe. Principal struggle can exist in a positive environment. We must be honest with one another by embracing direct, loving communication. Ashe? Ashe. Love, self-love is practiced in every element of all we do. Love and self-love must be a driver of our work and an indicator of our success. Without this principle and without healing, we will harm each other and undermine our movement. Ashe? Ashe. 360-degree vision. We honor past struggles and wisdom from elders. The work we do today builds the foundations of movements of tomorrow. We consider our mark on future generations. Ashe? Ashe. Self-care means we build resilient spaces by budgeting time, energy, and resources for healing. Self-care is a regular, consistent, intentional, and essential practice. Ashe? Ashe. The most directly affected people are experts at their own lives and should be in leadership at the center of our movement 
and telling their stories directly. Ashe? Ashe. Training and leadership development should be fundamental. Our movement must constantly grow and leadership must constantly multiply. Ashe? Ashe. And listen, those are our guiding principles. Hey, Jody, we have a super uh, special guest today. So we're really, really going to get into it. Hey, listen, we're going to play a short clip. I mean, a short, take a short break. Um, yeah, we I got to get briefed on the show. All right. We got Dr. P. You got to get briefed when we bring our brother on. That'd be your briefing, all right? Hey, listen, I'm going to uh, play a short commercial by Dr. P, the leadership coach. So stay tuned. This is the CSRN Video Minutes, our weekly podcast. Hey, I'm Dr. P. Not only am I a leadership coach, I'm a change agent, and I'm a race scholar. I've used my study of race to dismantle systems and organizations, but I also use that to help you as the individual become a better leader for your families and for your community. All right, we are back. Some people ask, what is Jody doing on the phone? Let me see Brother Washington talking and, and dropping jewels and dropping bombs. And, and he's, well, what are you doing when you're on the phone? So I'm sifting through the 895 groups and 26 pages that I have to make sure the content gets to where it needs to. Yeah, we are self-funded. Um, we don't pay for promotion or boosted posts or anything like that. So because anything that we do get is an organization that goes out into the community. So all this, uh, the, the, that's why we got to feed our internship cute. <laughs> but we do this. This is uh, so y'all can actually see it. Oh, okay. All this right. is my groups. So I have groups in everything. Again, I'm an author, actor, entrepreneur, chef, business owner, politician. And you can't just put um, this type of stuff in the cooking group. They're going to be like, oh, what? You out. You out. You out. <laughs> and I like to keep those relationships because that's something as you get older, you realize that it's necessary. And I'm older and it is yeah. necessary. And I tell them all, I've been kicked out of better places. So, all right? so you're not the first. Better places. Yeah. Hey, listen, um, I really want to bring on uh, a, a special guest today. Uh, this is Sean Mahomes Sr. from Young Men and Women for Change. Let's see. Come on, interns. Get him on. Man, good help is easy to find sometimes. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, right. And if anybody's in the chat, say what's up in the uh, in the comments, and we'll put your comments yep, uh, on, the, questions. on the screen. We see Jody put up four black fists, three black fists. Okay, okay. So we get three this week. All right, we'll do better. To get five. But listen, we've got our brother Sean Mahomes Senior. Young Men and Women for Change. Uh, it's a boot camp plus a lot more. But a lot of us, um, Sean, including myself, really don't know a lot about uh, what you do, even though you've been doing it a long time. So listen, who are you? What is Young Men and Women for Change? And why should people even care? Well, first of all, let me say <clears throat> thank you. Can you hear me okay? Yep. Loud and clear. Okay. Good, good. Uh, first of all, let me say, Ashe, to you guys, thank you so much for having me on the show. Um, I greatly appreciate it. Um, who I am is just, as Sean Mahone, a brother that grew up in the 700 block of Oakwood. Um, 
grew up in the 700 block of Oakwood, especially during a time where uh, crack cocaine was dropped in our neighborhood. And I had a choice to make. And the choice was either I was going to sell it or use it. But um, I tell people the boys club literally saved my life. It literally saved my life because I love the game of basketball. So it gave me an opportunity. It gave me an out. <clears throat> so I was able to go to the boys club every day and, and shoot basketball and go swimming and, uh, you know, shoot pool and ping pong. So those type of activities kept me out of the streets. Um, as far as young men and women for change, uh, we are a behavior modification boot camp program. So let me stop and explain what the boot camp stands for. Uh, the boot stands for behavior, obedience, observational training. The camp stands for community adolescent modification program. It's a program helping youth, both male and female, ages 5 to 17, youth that are just simply making unhealthy choices in life. So we're talking about the youth that are being disrespectful, disobedient, defiant, unruly, um, lying, stealing, cheating, getting in trouble in school, getting suspended, getting kicked out. And even the youth that's been diagnosed with ADHD, ADD, and ODD. And this is a program where we simply take the youth, we break them down, we build them back up. Now, what do we mean by breaking them down? Just from everything that's negative, begin to build them back up by putting positive reinforcements in their life to help them become productive leaders is what we do. Um, as an organization, we've been around 15 and a half years. And, um, you know, it's, 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 it's frustrating at times that you've been doing a program that long and you don't get support um, and you don't, pe you don't, uh, people don't value or see what could be uh, very helpful in our communities. But um, when you have a, a purpose in life, when you have a calling on your life, you got to be true to it and not new to it. And you got to be able to just keep moving regardless of who's for you and who's against you. And you got to keep pushing that agenda because there are lives that need to be saved. You know, uh, for me working in nonprofit for quite some time, I found out or I, I real well, I realized because I found out that less effective programs are supported. Mm -hmm. So if ever you want to know uh, why aren't you supported, it's because you're doing something right. Mm -hmm. If you're making some changes to keep our people out of the prison industrial complex, um, you know, um, out of the uh, substance abuse uh, arena, you're hurting the bottom line of a lot of people. Yeah, um, that's for sure. You're hurting a lot of the bottom line for a lot of people. Some people may not like it, but, you know, that's their problem. You know, you got to they got to do what they got to do. You got to do what you got to do. But it looks like um, things are changing for young men and women emerging. I think we saw uh, I was we should have loaded the, um, the news clip that was in the blade and also some of the news clips that you were on on television talking about uh, some of the things that we could do different. And, and yeah. so you say if, if, if nothing changes, nothing, nothing changes. changes. Right. So, and, and, so you have to, what, what, the, what the community needs to understand is it's, it's a two way street here. And what I mean by that is Jody, 98% of our clientele is white. 98% of our clientele is white. So when you have, white families that are traveling from all over the United States to Toledo to get the help that they need. That speaks volumes. So our one program that we've been doing for the past 11 years is called Dose of Reality. 
The Dose of Reality program is where youth come to us on a Friday night at 8 p.m. We do ask the parents to stay for the first hour. Child or children is with us until 5 a.m. Saturday morning. Uh, that program by itself, we've had over a thousand plus youth and parents that have come through that program. Only 188 children have been back. Um, it's a very much needed program. We are in a couple of charter schools in the city of Toledo, and we've been able to reduce out of school suspension by 83% referrals by 72%. So we have received awards from the Ohio Department of Education in regards to that. So I think people, when they hear of young men and women for change, they hear dose of reality, they link with scare straight, and they think that we're just screaming and yelling at kids all night long, and that's not the case. But I mean, as long as I've been doing this program, the door has been open for any and everyone to come out and actually take a look at the program to volunteer for the program and see why it's a much needed program. The problem that I've, the problem that I've found is that talking with the chief of police, uh, it's been about five years now and it's hit and miss with him, but that was what he thought. He, he, he said to me, you know, Sean, um, I apologize for not getting back with you. He said, but I'm gonna be very honest with you. I went and asked some black parents, will they send their kid to a program like this? And they told me no, because they discipline their own child. And I said, really? He said, yeah. I said, well, chief, we got two problems. He said, what's that? I said, the first problem is you racially profile me because you think me being an African-American male, I'm only helping black children. 98% of our clientele is white. And he was just floored by that. He just could not believe it. But once again, nothing changes if nothing changes. So, you know, I had the opportunity to leave Toledo. I was gone from Toledo, had no plans coming back to Toledo, but the creator found it a way for me to come back and start this program. And I knew what I was up against uh, before I came back to start this program. I knew right. I was going to be up against the, 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 the ills and the, the, you know, wickedness in high places and your haters and backstabbers. I knew what I was up against, but here it is 15 and a half years. And I'm still doing what I've been called to do. And now we're elevated to another level where we're able now to bring a lot more people on board so we can make this about us. So we can come together as black men and women and be able to uh, lay some foundation down in our own community so we can have a global impact, not just a local, local impact, but a global impact. So that's what you know we're focusing on with our our new venture with um, young men and women for change. Well, listen, I've got a, a couple of questions in, and Jody, uh, feel free to jump in, but you know, well, I just, go ahead. I'm going to jump in. As, as you keep saying change, well, you know, we just had elections, so although it's a different chief, but still, we have had a change in office, so he might be a little, you know, tugging at the ear of the new chief. We'll see. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if Chief Carl is going to still be in that position. I have not heard anything about him not being in that position. But you know, as 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 a community, we got to do something that's going to change the narrative of what's been taking place in our city. And um, with this new location we have in of downtown, this gives us an opportunity to develop partnerships and create. Uh, economic development, to create jobs and opportunity, to create something that we can have here in Toledo that will make a global impact everywhere. And I think that's where we miss out at is that we're so busy looking at what a person is doing, but you have to understand that, you know, between goals and achievements, 
is discipline and consistency. And, and let me say that again, between goals and achievement is discipline and consistency. So, you know, between that and being able to network with people who have a heart for change, people that want to grow their business or leave behind their legacy. This is this 2022 is going to be the season that we need to make this thing happen because this is our opportunity and we don't want to get left behind because we have personal issues with one another. And let me be the first to say is I have no issues or quarrels with anybody in the community with the city of Toledo. You know, I'm the guy that's going to show you love. I'm the guy that's going to make sure you're okay. You know, I'm the guy that's like, hey, if I eat, you eat. That's who I am. I'm not out here for no money. Um, I've been doing this 15 and a half years. I tell people all the time, if I was in this for money, I would have left a long time ago. So mm -hmm. um, it's about it's about purpose and not about profit. And it's about impact and not about income. And, and I've been blessed. I've been truly, truly blessed to raise a son from the time he was two. He just turned 18, um, goes to St. John's. He's a senior. He's an honor roll student. So I've been I've been blessed to um, to do what I've been called to do, because with vision comes provision. And I've been true to it and not new to it. So there it is. Okay, I'm writing down all these provision and vision and, and true to it, all right? Already sold that if nothing changes, nothing changes. So I want you to just keep talking, all right? Um, hey, listen, one of the things that I wanted to uh, personally ask, how did the idea come about? Because when I think about youth programs, I think about young people coming up to a place and they're sitting down like the um, boys club, maybe playing ball, um, getting tutored. Well, uh, young men and women for change is really different. How did that idea come about? So, um, so going back to uh, Toledo, uh, born and raised in Toledo, uh, graduated Rogers High School, senior class president, um, went to Owens Community College, received my degree in criminal justice. So. Um, I used to be a police officer when it was Mercy Hospital years ago. Um, then I had an opportunity to work for a guy by the name of Ken Joseph, who was the ex-FBI director of the training academy in Virginia. Uh, he worked, he was a security guru uh, for a company called uh, Cooper, or, yeah, Cooper Industries hmm. out of Houston, Texas. And so I did corporate security work and I did that for a couple of years. I lived in St. Louis and I lived in New York and I lived in New Jersey and lived in Dayton, Ohio. And just one day a buddy of mine was like, man, let's go to Kentucky Derby. Let's just get away. Let's just go have some fun. And I went to Louisville for the Kentucky Derby. And I remember being a little boy and used to always ask my uncle, I said, where are you going? My uncle said, well, I'm going to, going to Louisville. And I said, you going to Louisville? He said, yeah, nephew. He said, two things you need to know about Louisville. He said, hey, they known for fast horses and pretty women, and he never lied. And okay, um, and I, 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 mean, I said, okay I said, my wife watching. That's yeah. I said, I said, I, I got, I got to stay here. This is people were, people were nice, and you know, people were were giving, and you know, I was like, man, I wasn't used to that that southern hospitality. So I end up taking a job working for the Kentucky Department of Corrections, and I was a correctional officer for six months, and then they promoted me to be a drill instructor at their boot camp for first time offenders between the age of 18 to 35. Oh, wow. So that's where the idea came in at. I saw what I did was I didn't reinvent the wheel. I just added a little oil to it. So what I did was I took the program and just can, 
you know, I shrunk it down to be able to help those youth from the ages of five to 17 that were making unhealthy choices. And then with that, I stepped out on faith and I ended up getting into corporate America. And I was very, very successful in corporate America. I was in sales and I was making six figures a year and life was great. But literally, you know, God gave me a vision to come back to Toledo and start a program helping children. And uh, January of 2006 in the basement of a church on Hamilton Street, uh, Young Men for Change was birthed at that time. And uh, people people thought I was crazy. People said it couldn't happen. People said the court said it would never happen because research shows those type of programs don't work. Right. And I was okay with that. I was okay with that because the only way they knew that this program was different was they're going to have to come out and see it. So for 15 and a half years, you know, the past 11 years, every month, like I put a post out there, we're doing our, our dose of reality program on January the 14th, 2020, you know, we need volunteers, you know, do you want to come out and see the program? You know, I'm trying to get people to understand why this program is so important because it is definitely modifying behaviors. It's got our children structure. It's got our children discipline. It's children are back on the honor roll. I mean, you know, Jared Anderson, who is the uh, next heavyweight champion of the world. You know, we're blessed to have plant a seed in his life when he was 10 years old. He came through our program. Now look at him. And we have so many other success stories of children that have turned their life totally around and headed in the right direction. Again, 98% of our clientele is white. So, you know, a lot of the, the, uh, the white community, they love the services that we provide. They love being able to call us when there's an issue going on with their child. Either, you know, we talk to the children over the phone and we try to modify the behavior over the phone. If we're unsuccessful with that, guess what? Mr. Sean is showing up at your school or Mr. Sean is showing up at your front door. That's the type of loyalty, consistency that I've been giving the city over and over and over again. I haven't been out there saying, Hey, you know, I need some money. And then you guys hear that I got a hundred thousand dollar. Uh, somebody gave me a hundred thousand dollars and I went out and brought me, you know, $2,000 suits. And, you know, when I brought me a fancy car and, you know, right. I, I don't, I don't do that. I, I'm not, I'm not that brother. I'm not him. I'm, I'm just, I'm just a humble servant that has been instructed by the creator himself to do this program come hell or high water. It's because what I did do is I took the word boot camp off of the program and nope, nope. The creator was like, nope, it's the reason why I'm telling you to call it boot camp. And I'm giving you the acronyms to, to tell people what boot camp stands for. And believe it or not, out of the thousand plus youth and parents, out of the thousand parents that have reached out to us, they all were looking for some type of boot camp. Because they are calling downtown. They want to know if there's a boot camp, if there's a scare straight program. Is there anything that can wake my child up? And the courts are telling the parents, no, there's nothing here. There's nothing. We don't have anything like that here in Toledo. Well, what about that one program? Uh, we don't, they don't know. But I've talked to the courts and I've politely asked the courts that, you know, we're not act, looking to get sanctioned by the court. But what we are here to do is to, to be a help for those children you know you can't do anything with. And is it possibly okay for you to tell the you know people that you know there's a program in Toledo we don't have anything to do with it but there is a program and try and uh I asked could they do that and they told me no so I said you know what I'm done so I don't go downtown no more I don't I don't you know it's not that I'm being mean or 
you know, being against the court or against the chief of police or against city government. No, that's not it. It's that I have an assignment to do. And regardless right. of what it feels like, what, what regardless of what it looks like, I am accountable for that assignment. And I have to do what I need to do in order to do what I want to do. And so that's why you always hear me say nothing changes if nothing changes. The violent is going to continue to rise in our city. Why? Because there's no accountability, accountability program out there. I even wrote a proposal for the city of Toledo and telling them and detailing about this accountability program. And they pretty much just threw it in the trash and said, hey, you know, we're getting ready to hire somebody for this job. And that's when they brought in Jerron Armour and the um, the violent interrupters. And I was like, OK, I mean, whatever works, works. You know, if, they, if that program is going to help us, then great. But I don't see nothing wrong with us coming together and formulating partnership for something that does work, that has the data and research to show that it's successful, that why can we just tap into what we're already doing that can kind of you know create that positive change that we need in our community but it's, it's it's a lonely road out there brothers when you're out there doing right you're getting beat down every day you're yeah. getting lied and you're getting lied on and you're getting right. told on and it's 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 real out here but yeah, to whom is given too much is required right, right. So. and now we, we had um we had juan his staff and and the violence interrupters on a few weeks ago and I thought that that was one of those things. And I attended a couple of um, the events uh, with Juwan. And I thought that that was something different. And if I'm not mistaken, and we may have to bring Juwan on again. We might because, be the bridge to get y'all to right. get everybody together. Because again, well, Toledo, I want to say, has that problem. Um, everybody wants to do the same thing and think that everything is just going to happen if they don't talk to people. Yeah. So what I'm thinking about, um, if the universe permits that we have Juwan back on, that we also find out when is the next uh, violence interrupters, um, the end of the, the gun violence program is going to have another sit down. I was a part of the first sit down where Myself and some other uh, agencies were there to be a part of that. Well, if they have another sit down, we definitely need to bring some other programs that are working. So we're not talking about coming up with a, new. something new. And if we have something effective, it does have a history. Hey, let's support that rather than me trying to come up with something that's only going to be around for maybe a few months in election season and right during election season. And at the election season, it's done. So I think now another thing that I want to ask you, when is the next dose of reality? January 14th, please mark that down because I want as many people, especially our city council, I want CSB, I want the police, I want as many people as possible to see how packed that we have this place of children that are benefiting from the services. And the children that come are not referred to the program. This is all word of mouth, uh, Facebook advertising. Um, this you know, maybe, maybe some of the children um, in schools uh, that we deal with, because in lieu of suspension, we reality program in lieu of suspending them and sending them home which has been been fantastic and then 
Um, so I'm looking to possibly go back to partnering with TPS and being able to have this program um, across the district and, and have the district looking very, very well with being able to show the reduction of their suspension right. with this type of program, which means we're creating jobs and opportunity again. Um, being able to have the home that's downtown, that's going to be, um, we're changing, it'll be under the umbrella of Young Men and Women for Change, but our new name will be Change Academy, uh, where we will be able to do behavior modification, behavior health, education, community involvement and awareness, uh, social life skills, job readiness, and housing um, under all under one roof in this facility that we have downtown. So, you know, we're getting ready to do some things that's going to change the narrative of Toledo and, you know, corporate sales and being able to learn. They taught me how to talk from the lunchroom to the boardroom. I know how to go outside of Toledo and get money and bring it back to make it do what it needs to do. So we're going to have a really my, my goal is to have a really state of the art facility um, where it's really going to be a benefit to, to our community. It's going to be a benefit to the families. It's going to be a benefit to our youth um, and, and people coming from across the country to Toledo. And I talked about that in our press conference about um, creating tax dollars for our city. So if I'm in the heart of downtown Toledo and we have this type of impact going on, guess what? They just they they're redesigning a hotel right around the corner from where we're at. So if you go around the corner and, you know, the parents stay there or people stay there, staff stay there, guest visitors, whatever. Now we're now we're moving. Now we're heading in the right direction. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's not about who's on top of what. It's about us making impact and being able to show how structured and disciplined it can happen and how everybody can win at the end of the day. Now, and um, for the next dose of reality, are you gonna you gonna have a flyer? Yeah, that we can um, we'll, share it to the page. right. We'll share it on our page. Okay, for the thousands that are members of CSRN and like our page, um, they can see that, and then we'll ask for them to share it. Okay, so okay. that it gets out of our regular algorithm of people that see it or may not see it. So that's one of the ways that we would really like to uh, support. And this is gonna be at your new building? No, we, we we will give the location out on the flyer. Okay. So no, but we won't do it at the new facility quite yet, but that's going to be our push is to be able to do it in our new facility and, um, and being able to make sure that it's comfortable, especially for parents that are coming from out of town as well. So, cause they do, they come from all over the state of Ohio that's Michigan, great. Indiana, Kentucky, Pennsylvania, New York, Illinois, Florida, South Carolina. They come from everywhere to Toledo to get the help that they need. And unfortunately, I mean, you know, fellas, to be real with you, unfortunately, I mean, I mean, I'm saying it because I've run the program, but this is a much needed program. I mean, especially with the teenagers that just shot at a funeral yesterday. A lot of kids can benefit from this program. It's not discipline. Discipline is not punishment. There's nothing wrong with tough love when you're giving it out of love. Nothing wrong with it. But we have, unfortunately, we've been so, you know, in our own mind on doing things the way that people have been doing it for so long in Toledo. They think that is how it's supposed to be. And it's nothing wrong with trying something that's been around. You know, I can honestly say now that, hey, you can approve the 
prove it. I'm in a position now to show you that it's been approved and it's doing what it's been doing. So, you know, if you don't want to fund it, fine. If you want to find fund it, great. But that's about us being in a position to be able to now control the narrative of what needs to be done. And that's important. All right. Now, uh, for the new digs downtown, what's the address? So for anybody that's that's going to watch watching this and some of the people that are going to view this later, what's the address for young men and women uh, for change, which eventually will be Change Academy? What's the address there? It's uh, 323 Huron Street. Okay. And... Where is so that? we're between we're between Adams and Madison. Okay. All right. Uh, so they can. Oh, is there any signage up yet? So it's in the window. You'll see just a YMWFC sign in the window. Okay. All right. Um, my next thing is wow. They say there's a proverb that says that a prophet's never honored in his own home, and sometimes some of us have to wait and see if it's successful before we even consider. So that's, that thing exists. It does. It exists. Right. It exists. And I can, I can stand proudly today and says that, you know, it works. It, 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 it works. I don't have to, I don't have to manipulate it. I don't have to lie about it. It works. And if you go to our Facebook page and type in young men and women for change, You'll see parents just, I mean, success story after success story after success story. Now, the question is, is that I am the first African-American male to ever have this type of program in the city of Toledo. So that's history being made. If people in Toledo are used to someone giving them the okay to move forward with their plan or vision, or they just didn't expect for me to come back home, to have something and still be around that's effective. But, you know, at the end of the day, you got to understand that when God gives you vision, he gives you provision. And, you know, regardless of what sticks and stones been thrown at me and what media has projected out or whatever, I'm still standing. I'm still standing as a father in the community. I'm still standing as a mentor in the community. I'm still standing as a, as a brother in the community, as a pawpaw. I mean, I mean, it, it goes on and on, but my main uh, objective is, is being able to connect with other black men where we can work hand in hand and side by side and, be, and begin to lay down foundation that will, would, that will carry uh, on to our, our children and, and their children, children, because at this point in time in the game, you know, I mean, there's nothing but, but land foundation and saving lives. All right. Hey, this is my last question, and we're going to take a short break. Then we're going to come back and talk about some of the things that we've got planned um, later. And also, we're going to give an update update on Duncan for donations and how successful that was. Uh, one of my last questions, if somebody's watching this and they're like, man, I would really like to support that program. I don't have any children, but I would like to support young men and women for change. How would they go about that? You know, I make it real simple for people. I'm a real person um, and they can call me anytime. I tell people my phone stays on 24 hours, seven days a week. If I'm asleep and you leave a message, when I wake up and check my voicemail, I'm going to call you back. 
So it was real simple. All they can do is all they need to do is pick up the phone and give us a call at 567-277-5352. Number once again is 567-277-5352. And then they can just inbox me on Facebook under Sean Mahone Sr. And I'll get back with them or LinkedIn or uh, Instagram, wherever they see me at. They can just, you know, hit me up and we can chop it up. Hey, listen, Sean, if um, I really want to uh, get back together soon, I also want you to know that the city of Toledo just hired a safety director, uh, former police chief Brian Berg. Fire chief. And, right, right. And, and I've met him before. He appears to be a, a straight shooter. And I would like to sit down with him and talk to him about, okay, you're the safety director now. What's your vision and what are some programs that you've already seen that exist in the community that could help? We should get Brian on. All right. We should get Brian, uh, Brian Bird on and talk about his vision. If he wants to make Toledo safe and a part of that safety is our children. Right. And, And yes, things are out of control. All right. They are out of control when we're, shooting up funerals all right yeah. i think that we've reached i think that we re- we've checked all the boxes you know we've definitely checked all the boxes and we can stem that you know the way our youth my last little talking point is um in prevention we learned that youth are actors and and, and they tend to act out what they see in us mm-hmm. So our young people are merely a mirror of us. And, and I, you know, I'm not saying, well, uh, I'm not doing anything. Well, it doesn't matter, Washington. You know, they're reflecting us mentally, spiritually, physically. They see our hypocrisy and they rebel against our do as I say, not as I do. Mm-hmm. And it's 20 years in the making of the city of Toledo and others withdrawing support for our youth serving agencies. So this thing, Sean, didn't just pop up. This has been something that's planned to make sure that we've got failing schools or struggling schools. They did that with the Bill Gates thing when they dismantled Scott. Mm-hmm. And then they killed uh, sports, all right? And then they decided that we were going to change and, and we would change schools each year. We're going to be sixth to eighth grade. Nope, we're going to be first to sixth grade. And then they ended programs like Pitt. They ended the CDBG uh, block grant and only used it for warehouse district stuff. So this is something that's been in the making for 20 years and it's here. Mm -hmm. And now we have an opportunity that we can say during this time where it looks like the fall of Rome or the fall of America, what were we doing? Were we trying to save families? Were we trying to save our brothers, our sisters, young people in their families just sitting behind on our keyboard complaining? So yeah, so this is that time. Our young people aren't 
the way they are because they were born that way. Right. They're there because we they're seeing a reflection of us and they're airing our dirty laundry in their actions. So when you see them have um, no value for life, that reflects us and not having no value for them because we didn't invest in them. We invested in Fifth Third Stadium. We invested in Huntington Center. Or we invest in uh, Solheim Cup. We invest in this downtown that looks like it excludes more people yep. and includes the others. So they're showing us. So I love our young people. Um, I love you. Uh, fortunately, you are being put into a trap. You might think that you're uh, lit. You might think that you're doing something that's going to give you credibility. But unfortunately, young brothers and sisters, you are feeding a system. Yeah. All right. You're feeding a system that's going to turn you out and give you it's nothing. To break families. And we can't count on those who planned this, Sean, to fix it. Right. All right. right. We're going to do it ourselves and we're going to lay some heavy pressure on them. Absolutely. So I, I much love and respect. Um, out of vision comes provision. All right. If nothing changes, nothing changes. So just let you know, I just took all your stuff. All right. Yeah, hey, all hey, right. we, we, we in this together, brother. We in this together, man. Yeah. And I, I love, I love Jody, man. Jody, Jody is no nonsense. He definitely got to come talk at our program, man. Like, I like he got some deep that. stuff to make kids think. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I think just adding art and culture yeah. changes a thing. Uh, we, we utilize, well, we utilize some of the gifts that Jody has to add a soul to the activist community, to add a soul to protest culture. And I've come from arts and culture. And what I see in, in Jody and all of his gifts that he added to CSRN changed us to, into something that nobody could duplicate. Wow. Because wow. they'd be hard pressed to find another Jody out there. I don't think yeah. they keep them no more. All right. Yeah. I, 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 it's right, right. So in, in a person like Jody, he either checks all the boxes or none of the above. None of the above. I can I can you attest to that. Yeah. You don't find brothers like that. So I, I love him for who he is and his dedication not to allow the world mold him to be what they want him to be. All right. I love him because he can show up at the boardroom and I put on my five piece too. How he get in wearing? How did he get in wearing that? <laughs> oh, I got my boot licking shoes on and all of that. How did he get in? Okay, look, I just went a little bit too far, but I love us as brothers um, that people can view this and see us as black men talking about some critical issues in our community that they can see us as black men talking strong. And we're not blaming anyone right. for the responsibility to repair the damage ourselves. All right. And 
and everybody's going to get a door knocked on. So just because I said we're not blaming anybody doesn't mean that we're not going to be holding some people accountable. All right. 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 Let's see us when let's see us when when they see us. But we're not going to take up all of our time talking about people that will not do anything to help us. So hey, listen, we're going to take a short break. You can hang on if you want, but thank you for joining us. This is the CSRN video uh, uh, podcast, our weekly video minutes. Come right back. the same uncompromising truth you've come to expect from the Final Call newspaper on all your connected devices. Subscribe to the Final Call Digital Edition today. Go to subscribe.finalcalldigital.com. Hey, listen, we are back. This is the Community Solidarity Response Network. We just finished speaking with our brother, Sean Mahone Sr. All right, brother, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, listen, do you know Sean Mahone? Yeah. All right, Young Men and Women for Change? Yes. Boot camp? I think we've had them as, as like one of the things like years ago. We spoke on panels. Yeah. All right. Yep. Those are reality. Yep. Um, all of that. If uh, nothing changes, nothing, nothing changes. changes. Um, uh, through vision, what he say? With vision and provision, I gave all of his little sayings. Yeah, he's gonna put his date down there. His next event is when? Oh well. The fourteenth of January. Yeah. That was January fourteenth, right? Your yep. next event. Okay, all right. And we're waiting for the flyer. Um, and once we get the flyer, we'll share it. Hey, listen, we've got our spokesperson. We used to remember we when we used to say spokesman, right. and they changed all of that. All right, I said they like that's uh, even yeah, all right, even get they who's the they? All right, I don't know. All right. Hey, listen, we've got uh, Julian Mack with us. Let's bring him up on the screen. How's this thing work? Come on, interns. All right. Hey, listen, Julian, uh, join us after break. Yeah. Who are you? What do you got on? And, and why do you keep coming back? Yeah. So my name's uh, Julian Mack, preferred gender pronouns, he, him. Um, I'm wearing a, I don't know, a gray sweatshirt with the red, black, and green flag. Okay. I see it. I see it. I'm right, right there, yeah. right there. Yeah. I didn't mean to touch you, but. Yeah, right. there you go. Um, 
and uh, Black Solidarity Fist. Um, I keep coming back because uh, it's needed, right? We need to have uh, unified, we need to be unified at this point in time, right? We're, we're dealing with um, unprecedented uh, foolishness, you know? And if we don't organize, organizing is, is the tool and the secret weapon to uh, overcome to okay. overcome and always has been and always will be there's power with the people and so um essentially i keep coming back because uh, it's important to stay rooted with the community and to organize for for change well speaking about change um i'm part of a a text group we've got a special guest that may be coming to toledo okay. to do a, a barbershop yes. tour yes um who is she, and and why should we know? Yeah, yeah. So uh, Morgan Harper uh, is a candidate for the United States Senate, um, who's running for Rob Portman's uh, seat that Rob Portman is currently in right now, in a lame duck, lame ducket, and um, she's a progressive um, young woman of color that uh, has an opportunity to really shake things up in the Senate. Um, we saw what Georgia did. Um, we saw how uh, some of the other states have elected uh, progressive people to the Senate. Uh, we know the Senate moves slow, right? And so it's really important. Uh, we have an opportunity now, now to make our voice heard. And she's coming here to, to meet people on a grassroots level. Um, and I think that's really important. All right. You know, uh, last week you talked about uh, our conversation with, was it Nan Whaley? Yes. All right. And we heard some of her views on wellness and treatment. Well, Morgan Harper, um, where does where is she on you know the um, the addiction pandemic that a lot of us are going through? Uh, where is she on wellness? Where is she on some of these? Uh, issues that affects a lot of people because I see the um, the Friday night uh, F fentanyl. Mm -hmm. All right, yeah. so that's passionate. You know that's you have a passion for that. I do too. What are her views on on that? Um, I don't know all her views, and I won't completely speak for her. I'll say this: we originally met um, at a at the rally um, in Columbus last spring when we were doing um, the free them all campaign to cut the incarcerated population in half um where we, we we organized for that locally and then we took that statewide and so to have uh i mean i, I do think she's one of us she's a fellow organizer and to have somebody that's a fellow organizer and understands uh these issues on a grassroots level um I think is really, really important, uh, especially to have in a, in a space like the United States Senate. Um, one of the things that I think it's important that we do is engage with elected officials and potential elected officials um, with issues that we want to know about and that we care about. Um, one of the things I did with, with Dan Whaley was ask her where she stands on harm reduction, ask her where she stands on Narcan, ask her where she stands on uh, all these different issues. And uh, I think it's important 
when it comes to uh, when Margaret Harper comes to Toledo. I think it's important, important that we um, ask you these questions as well. So we want to see you uh, January. Is it 8th at uh, we'll have a list soon of the different um, barbershops and beauty shops that she'll be visiting. And it's uh, really exciting. Uh, I don't think we've seen um, a candidate uh, for an office that high participate in uh, and this type of level of um, conversation with 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 regular average Americans. And I think that says something about uh, the type of candidate and the type of person that she is. All right. Now, you just talked about um, our conversation with um, Nan mm -hmm. Whaley and harm reduction. Well, what are you doing in the community regarding um, making people aware of that? A lot of people don't know what it is. Um, some of the people in my field might feel like, well, treatment is the only thing that we need to be worried about. And some people say, well, prevention is the only thing uh, that we need to be worried about. Well, there's that space in the middle where there's so many people. Why do you think harm reduction should be uh, near the top of everybody's list on what you need to know? Yeah, so there are people who uh, choose to use drugs. They always have been and they probably always will be. And mm -hmm. uh, just because someone chooses to participate in that activity doesn't mean that they deserve to die. Um, harm reduction is about saving lives or, or safe needle exchanges or um, safe using sites help mitigate the death, destruction, and pain that uh, these substances cause on our community. And so it's, you know, really important that, you know, look, we, we've lost the war on drugs. It's, it's time we realize that. And mm. it's time that we um, change the conversation and realize that there is a such thing as drug use. There is a such thing as abuse. And there is a such thing as, uh, you know, a mental condition that leads to addiction and we um tackle that in a responsible mature way you know so um that's exactly what we're doing you know and that's what exactly what uh harm reduction is is all about and i and i have to give a shout out to the people at uh nos uh, who do a great job at uh distributing uh narcan mm -hmm. and um So I know how to use it. I keep it uh, keep it with me at all times. Um, and also, what else? Um, I have it at home mm -hmm. because I live in a neighborhood, the uh, 43610, where that's not an uncommon thing, you know, yeah. to see. So, um, man, it's kind of uh, bittersweet that I'm looking forward to saving somebody's life, mm -hmm. but at the same time, I'm saving somebody's life mm -hmm. that are, that's overdosing. So um, that's my contribution, you know, to harm reduction. It is real. Uh, if you're in treatment, you 
you might need to widen your, your scope on care because everybody that uses aren't going to make it to treatment that first day. All right. There's some, and in treatment, we talk about um, the different levels of contemplating mm-hmm. from realizing something's wrong to thinking that you might want to call a center. Uh, so what's happening before then? It's a great chance that you're still using. Correct. Um, but that doesn't make you a bad person. It's Correct. a disease. And we have some steps that we can use to keep you alive until you decide that you want to get help. And that's the thing, keeping folks alive, mm-hmm. right? Like uh, each day we have a choice and a chance. Right? So it's Jay Prince quote. We have choice and we have a chance. And um, if you're not alive, you don't have a choice and a chance, right? Uh, so many people change their stripes. So many people grow. So many people evolve. And uh, as long as we keep it so that people have that choice, people have that chance, um, we have a hope for a better future and a better tomorrow. Hey, you know what? I am doing something I've never done before. I'm on a podcast, but I'm also on my phone, so I'm doing some um, digital uh, multitasking. Mm-hmm. All right? My brain did not break. So That's I'm my gonna, job. No. I'm going to put this down, <laughs> all right? Because I know how hard that is. Oh, I can't put that down like that. Now, Uh-oh. all right, speaking of things that's going on in the community, mm-hmm. on, was it Sunday? We were at Dunkin' for Donuts? Dunkin' for Donations. <laughs> See. Why do they have it on the screen? This, look, let's read it. Duncan, all right. All he right. just needs new prescription. It's okay. Dave, Charlie, Tracy. My fault. I see y'all at the PLs. Uh, where else you at? I just saw that uh, notification a couple of hours ago. So be safe out there. If you're still out there. I mean, this was a couple of hours ago. But I did see that they were out dropping off the toys. And um all, basically, they do all the places that people forget about. PLs, uh, Cherry Woods, and yet another place. Trying to find the post, but it was two hours ago, so we're not going to post it on the page. But there's I did McClinton find... None. There's McClinton Nunn. There's there Cherry Woods. Well, they posted a list of where they were going. It's Hilltop. Uh, I'm going to try and find Just it. let you know us. where I'll where I yeah. be at. But all right. it's also still based on uh, what we were able to do. And, you know, we can't be everywhere. There's only a couple of them. And uh, so I'll try and find out exactly where they were and share that stuff. But I did share all the stuff that I got from that night. And I guess you have questions for me, too. I'll let you ask your questions, Vic, because I got to interrupt you. All right. No, it's all good. Hey, listen, um, I think I left uh, a little bit early. Uh, what were some of your highlights of Duncan for donations there in go. their 12th, I think their 12th yes, year? Yes, number 12. All right. Um, I think I've been at it as part as, you know, I'm always behind the scenes and volunteering and people couldn't see my face. Um, taking pictures. That is kind of what the we of Jody is, is taking pictures, being involved. I'm not going to be in the pictures for personal reasons and stuff like that as much, but, you know, my thumb, my cane, staff like that is there. Um, it was good. Everybody had a good game. It, all the kids had fun. We had um, we had Black Santa Claus come and give up toys and everything like that. Security was tight. Just gonna say that. Shout out to Scott and and, and the officers that came with the metal detectors and and, and just strip search Santa. No, but anyway, it was it was good. Uh, everybody that came was happy. I met a few 
friends that I haven't seen in probably about a decade or so that watch me and follow me on social medias and everything. And I don't know. I, I like that too because unlike me doing movies or acting or poetry or cooking or being in politics or doing this, I get to meet people in different environments. Like, oh, you ain't just screaming at people. You right. help. Yeah, I help too. Uh, I'll go down for the cameras, but shout out to 419. Uh, the Grind, Jesse, Harold, they was out there. I think they got all four angles of the show. You can watch it up. So um, all in all, it was good. Another successful year. I'm looking forward to year 13. I believe we got somebody on the phone right now. We've got our brother Omar Jet from calling in from Colorado. Hey, how you feeling, brother? Hey, how's everyone doing? Hey, we're doing just fine, just fine. Hey, listen, we got a chance to uh, talk earlier. And as always, um, we get some new people listening and watching this podcast. So if you don't mind introducing yourself, who you are, and man, why do you keep coming back for this struggle, for this fight? Anybody that's watching, we've got the um, Free Our Brothers uh, website up, and, and, and that's freeourbrothers.com. Am I right, Brother Omar? Yes, sir. Freeourbrothers.com, and, and the offshoot of that is uh, IT at Free Our Brothers, Instagram at Free Our Brothers. All right, and then right now on the, on the screen, we have Help Build the Campaign. So go to the website, make a donation, sign a petition, spread the word, email someone. And get informed, um, you know, do you want to change now? What do you want to know? So the website is full of everything that Brother Omar uh, would want you to know about what he's doing. We want to know what's on your mind. We want to know just how, you know, you want to help us, you know, uh, um, do what we're doing. Now, the topic of the day, we had an awesome guest on uh, our brother named Sean Mahomes, senior for Young Men and Women for Change. And we were talking about the violence in our community. How can we stem the um, the tide of what's happening? And why is unity so important? So for you, Brother Omar, why do you think it's so important that operational unity has to be put in place so that we can be successful? Important because it's what the enemy fears. If you look at history from Marcus Garvey 
with, with um, WEB Du Bois, how the government stepped in and caused this unity between them, was playing both sides. You know, they say that WD Du Bois was, uh, at the time, um, I'll be very careful because I love the brother, but the facts were laid out and said that he actually believed that Marcus Garvey was harmful and he was working with the FBI, but at the same time, the FBI was working against him, you know, and uh, spying on him, you know. So unity is very important because it's what the enemy has always feared. They always want to keep us fighting each other, not having an operational unity because our unity would be more powerful than an atomic bomb, you know. And um, once we unify, you know, they can't stop that because one of us may not have the answer, but all of us together have the answer. And we pull our resources, we can help heal each other, and we can see the uh, awesome God-like abilities in each one of us, you know, the uh, great strength and power the Creator has given us all. All right, um, listen, speaking about strength and power, we we just had Julian on, and we asked him, uh, what are some of the things that he does to keep him in a fight? Why does he keep coming back? What about you? Uh, I think that we've known... Uh, Brother Omar, for maybe two or three years now. Yeah. All right. And you constantly show up for the fight. Uh, we never received a call from you saying, man, I'm scared. All right. We, we've never received that. All right. And I don't think that we will. But what is it that keeps you showing up for the fight day after day, week after week? Because I know that at the end of the day, somebody has to stand up. I look around me, I see people who may not um, have the educational um, level to articulate themselves or they're crippled by fear, like you say. And uh, first and foremost, your, your operational unit, everybody in this platform brings me back and encourages me to have no fear and to speak and tell the truth no matter what. You know, you, you have to stand. Um, I look at the legacy of the ancestors, you know, who didn't have the opportunities that we have, and they stood with, with a lot less support, a lot of times with no support, under greater odds, you know. So who am I to say, well, in this day and age, with opportunities to get on this phone and um, link with people like you who help breathe life into my spirit, now I'm going to be scared. You know, I, I can't back down, my brother. That's what keeps me going. coming back. The creator, first and foremost, is the source of all power and ability. Now, uh, on Instagram, there's a, a video that you, you'd asked us to share. Uh, it's dealing with one of the uh, Colorado um, elected officials and her ability to see the video that you sent her and post it. Uh, could you talk about that so that the people that are listening can go to your Instagram, check the video out? And then share it, and then try to call that uh, um, that congressperson um, to get her attention on what's happening in Colorado. Yeah, thank you, brother. Um, basically, the video is saying all these citizens, and the reason why it's titled that because it's touching on uh, the Dred Scott case. Just summing up for those of you who don't know, um, Dred Scott was before the Supreme Court, and he raised the question. You know, basically. Is he free because at the time he was a, a slave and he went to free soil? And he asked the Supreme Court, you know, do I have any rights 
but unfortunately, you know, I'm asking the same question in this day and age to uh, Representative Leslie Harris. You know, do you recognize that uh, I have rights? Is that this uh, what you're saying when you get on TV or when you get interviews um, on the local news that you're here to stand up for the rights of the people? Because um, I've been railroaded to prison. I can't, you know, exercise any of the fundamental rights, which is to be immediately discharged on a freedom petition. So we're asking the good sister to step up. The number is uh, 303-866, I know this this by memory, 2959. Um, I lead by example. I have her on my phone list. I call her every day. I can't get through while I keep calling. So we need the people to please call this number, 303-866-2959. Leave a voicemail and please encourage the wonderful sister to answer the video to, to respond to the request to get in contact with me. Because uh, I'm going to finish with this. Um, not to be rude or anything, when she was in a legislative session recently, one of her colleagues called her a buckwheat. And um, we remember seeing her on CNN speaking about this, and you know, which is right to address the issue. And all we're saying is, my sister, um, these people in this system is calling us a buckwheat, treating us like Dred Scott, you know, calling us all these epithets every single day that we're here. So we need people like her to step up. And I can't do this alone, so please help. All right, my, my last question for you. Um, we recently were talking about wellness uh, and self-care. Man, um, if you don't mind, how many years have you been a confined citizen? Um, over 13 years, my brother. Right. And how much longer do you have to go? Well, my freedom, my so-called freedom, my halfway freedom, I'm putting in papers in a strategic manner to um, trying to get back home and interstate compact. Uh, but my case manager presented the papers to me, and she's like, I can sign them and be released any moment. But I don't want to be released to Colorado. I'm trying to work with other people to go back home to Florida, push come to shove. You know, that can be according to her any day. But I'm not going to let them force me into something that uh, that's not best for me. So I'm just trying to build up the momentum, ask people to support the video, to like get Miss Leslie Heron involved, so she can help assist me going back to my family. I haven't seen my family over 13 years, you know. So that's the uh, hope that answers your question, my brother. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, um, man, I've got a couple. I know I'm. I don't want to hear that. Uh, you have one minute, Tom, but I know it's coming. What does your family think about your transformation? What do they think about your your overall change? That's a good question. Um, my my fiance, she's <laughs> to be honest with you, she, she knew me when I was a lot younger, a lot you know, uh, wilder in high school, you know, coming out the, the streets and all that. And she just she tells me every day it's a big change. My father is proud. He said he had uh, before I was born. He had a vision that one of his children was going to be incarcerated and then, you know, file a big lawsuit that was going to just liberate people in the family. Uh, my sister is proud, you know, my nephew, he was screaming my name today, Uncle, stay strong, stay strong, <laughs> be a lion. So everybody loves me and, and support me and it's, it's good to have my people behind me, you know, that uh, verification that um, each and every day that they, they feel me and, and uh, they're grateful for me. All right. Hey, listen, brother, we, we thank you. We, we're about to shut it down. We're going to come back and tie up some loose ends. 
Brother Omar, as always, thank you for joining us. I look forward to talking to you hopefully this weekend so we can chop it up on some other issues that's going down because we've got some issues at Toledo Correctional Institution right now where they put 30 people in the hole. They've had some strange wrongdoing regarding writing the tickets <clears throat> for some so-called um, knives that they found, and, and they're not allowing them to communicate with the outside world. And I think we might be on our second day of the hunger strike. Um, they're giving me, they're giving us the information right now. We'll meet it out as, as they wish um, before we start naming names. But we thank you, brother, for being in the fight. And thank you so much, brother. Thank you. Just remember, y'all make noise about that prison issue because they hate to be questioned with intelligence and authority. So make noise. Thank yes. you all. Yes, sir. You. And thank you. Hey, listen, this is the CSRM Weekly Podcast, our video minutes. Hey, join us. We'll be right back. Did you know addiction is a disease, not a moral dilemma? The opioid epidemic and substance use have a major impact on communities of color and many people's lives. Wasion Wellness Recovery Support Center offers culturally relevant, inpatient and outpatient behavioral health treatment and recovery support services to any Ohioan struggling with addiction, mental health, or finding sober safe housing. We must recognize that treatment is available and accessible to all. If you are in need of treatment or want to find out more information, you can call 1-888-728-2713 to talk to someone or schedule an appointment. Hey, everybody. <laughs> we are back. You have no idea. We might look like we're happy. You have no idea how much pain. Lord have mercy. Hey, listen, we are back. This is the CSRN Weekly Podcast, our video minutes. We are on loose ends. This is yes. where we're trying to wrap everything up. And almost like saving the best for last mm. that we have Ruth here, all what right? And we're not even going to talk about all the stuff you said last week, Jody. I ain't no snitch. But uh, anyway, hey, listen, Ruth, could you introduce yourself? What do you have on? All right. Hey, everybody. My name is Ruth Leonard. I am the administrative core for CSRN. I am rocking a vintage, vintage 88 uh, sweatshirt. I actually got a new one. I'm excited to show you guys Uh pay attention to my feed, but it is a bright marigold yellow with the Vintage 88 logo, as well as multiple slogans uh, to represent the 90s hip hop cultural phenomenon. Uh, I am a medium brown complected woman with a very large afro today, and I'm rocking some glasses I got from Target. Oh, whoa. Um, right. And so there are a couple of loose ends. So um First things first, uh, the holiday season is upon us. If you are going through any of the big feelings of the holiday season and you need someone to talk to, I'm fairly certain Brother Washington already mentioned it, but there are um, multiple resources that are available for you to talk to someone. If you uh, need some help to get through the holidays, this has been uh, the second of a pair of really rough years. And yeah. so... Um, 
I know Jody was trying to find this line. I don't think oh, we have I, it. I, I have oh, yeah, this line. Okay. Um, so just a gentle reminder: if you are struggling with addiction, you can call eight six six seven one two four four zero one. Um, there's also numbers you can call if you are just sad and lonely and you need someone to talk to. Right. Um, and it's the same number. Oh, right? yes. It's the same we, number. We might need to get a bigger sign. Yeah. But so, even if you're uh, dealing with anxiety or depression right. during this time, which a lot of us do. Mm -hmm. So we're not going to think like everybody's strong right. and healthy right. all the time. Right. Everybody needs someone to talk to. Exactly. Um, the second thing that I would like to discuss is the mayor's, uh, the ARPA budget was passed by city council mm. the american recovery mm -hmm. plan yeah. um that was the thing that came out from the mayor's office a few weeks ago where almost uh, i think it was like 51 percent of the budget was allocated for the police firefighters and for the staff for the city of toledo um and then the rest of it was allocated for multiple entities uh so that budget was passed and now city council has to decide how to spend the money moving forward. They have the final word on how that money is spent. Um, however, it is just very important to pay attention to how city council makes those decisions. Um, another thing that's very important, there are multiple committees that are uh, taking meetings as we wrap up the year. I know that just uh, maybe last week, uh, there was a meeting for the community police uh, initiative that took place. I know Maurice Morris, who once was a candidate for sheriff, he spoke right. at that meeting. Um, and so it's just because it's it's the end of the year does not mean that decisions are not still being made and plans are still uh, being put into action. Um, the final thing is there was a grant that was released through the MacArthur Foundation. There were 10 organizations that were rewarded. I believe each one of those got a $10,000 grant. So we will be posting congratulations to those organizations. Um, mm -hmm. They are all working to uh, keep the amount of police and violence interactions low. So putting in uh, programming in specific neighborhoods so that our children and adults and families who need resources will have access to them. So uh, Keep, uh, keep a lookout for the uh, organizations that got the grants um, and for what they have coming for the upcoming year. We have lots of opportunities now with not only the funding through the ARPA, but funding through different organizations. There is a need for these programs. Um, condolences to uh, just the, the families who were affected by the shooting at the funeral. Um, this past weekend or this yesterday, sorry. Um, the three uh, employees of the funeral home who were hit um, in general, it, it seems as though we are dealing with the spirit of retaliation. And so we have a lot of work that needs to be done throughout the city. Um, we have a lot of uh, healing that needs to take place. That's right. uh, there is a lot of room for growth for uh, all individuals um, that are involved or who have been affected. Uh, I made the statement right after uh, Jalen's murder that killing someone is not going to bring him back. And now we are seeing how that spirit of retaliation is affecting individuals who are not involved at all. Right. Um, Toledo is 
I, I believe it was, it, well, yeah, Toledo's very small, but it was 12th nationwide. Um, and then there's also a, a weird viewing of the data because there's a major jump between the bottom two and the top 10 with uh, roughly, I think it's like almost 110. Yeah. Uh, there's a difference of 110 individuals or people who have been killed. Um, but a, a murder is a murder. And so splitting hairs isn't going to bring any of those family members right. back. So I look forward to working with all of the organizations that are now um, going to be making the headway to be the change agents in the community. We've seen lots of organizations come and attempt to make the change. And so we are looking forward to continuing to work with those organizations that have already started, as well as those that are coming into fruition as we go into 2022. Um, one final thing, I think the library is still giving away uh, free COVID tests. Um, I know when I went in, you basically just go in and you say, I would like however many, I think you can get up to six. So any of the uh, Toledo Lucas County public libraries, you can receive a, uh, a box of COVID tests. So if you are- Yeah, we want to pick some up. Yeah, so if you are gathering for the holidays, uh, it doesn't hurt just to take a COVID test, just to find out- um, What your status is. Yeah, what your status is. All right, reminds me of the um, late 80s and early 90s when we were wanted to know our status for HIV. Mm -hmm. Just know your status, Yeah, you know. You can help to save someone's life. Right. Um, Jody, oh, well, I'm going to do a loose end, and then we're going to turn it over to Jody for All right. five minutes of heat. Cool. All right. And hey, listen, next week um, is the third day of Kwanzaa. It will be the 28th, no. and I'm going to be uh, um, heading the um, Toledo Kwanzaa House um, third day, which is Ujima, Collective Work and Responsibility. And right now, family, we're working on uh, making this virtual. So it's going to be on Zoom. It's not going to be on our page, but I'm going to post it on our page so that you know to go to Zoom. So for that day, it's going to be the first time that we've ever done it um, virtually. So we're looking to have at least three or four mishaps, all right, <laughs> so that if we have two, I'm a winner. Yes. So... I look forward to um, to um, talk about Ujima collective work and responsibility because that's what we're going to need to do in order to help uh, reduce the violence in our community. All right. Hey, that is my loose end. Well, actually, quick question. So the first two days of Kwanzaa are Emoja and Kujijakalia. Right. What is Umoja? Umoja is unity. And what is Kujijakalia? Self-determination. All right. All right. Trying to test yeah, me. Yeah, you're not just going to keep you on your toes. You can't be in charge of Kwanzaa no, and not knowing it. That is, yes, you can. No, <laughs> <laughs> but like, hold my beer. Oh, oh my, my God. God. But um, yes, you can. <laughs> but uh, fortunately, we have Mother Diane Gordon that has been participating in Kwanzaa for over 50 years. I started uh, as a part of the uh, Toledo Kwanzaa House maybe 15 years ago. And uh, I've got a great education on what Milana Karenga put together okay. in Oaktown, Oakland, California in 1964. So this is not something that comes from Africa. It's something that's um, a Black American 
American made by us, you know, for us. It is not a religious observation, nor is it a, a, a political observation. It's just some of the principles like unity, self-determination, or cooperative economics, mm -hmm. collective work and responsibility, purpose, faith, creativity. I named all seven. Look at you. Right. These are the principles that uh, Big Mama used to say mm -hmm. we need to have. Yep. So we have a way of of acting it out. We've got some symbols that mean particular things. We mm -hmm. are going to call on our ancestors, those who've gone before us that have contributed to society. So uh, join us next week, six o'clock in family. It's not going to be on this page, but I'm going to share it on this page so that you can go to the Zoom. Okay. And it is not going to be a mess. All right. So we're not doing the CSI inquiry. We're going to be here. Okay. But we're going to be on Zoom. Okay. okay. But we're going to be on here. With this background. With this background. Okay. And some other stuff added, some canaras, uh, um, the table with all of our uh, fruits and, and vegetables on it that mean a particular thing. So this is technically our last show of the year. This is technically, you could say, technically our last show of the year. Um, but we are going to have a CSRN spin to Kwanzaa. Because that's what we do. Yeah, yeah. All right. So I think I picked a good one for the end of the year show. Then. No intro. All right. Oh, no intro. Oh, you know what? Usually, <laughs> you caught me sleep. I was still thinking about. I got all the seven principles. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, but I got all seven. Uh, so I'll just oh, bask yeah. in the glory of that. All right. Yeah. Hey, listen. As we wrap things up. Uh, in in traditional uh, or conventional wisdom, in traditional meetings, they would end with a gavel or meeting adjourned. Well, we black, so we do things different. And some type of style and soul to it. So what we did, we we added creative. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. Certified free. or classic hip-hop five minutes of funk by Houdini mm -hmm. uh when that song came out I was deep into hip-hop I used to rap too oh and I still spit a hot 16 if Please I decided to do. all right but I don't want to lose my job but oh, um, but <laughs> but, wow. but we have Jody Summers child of the system I created spoken, my own jobs I can't lose that yes spoken truth Jody what do you have for us today for five minutes of heat so today, um, I think it was last show or show before last, I said I was in the process of writing the end of the year forgiveness poem for Ooh, myself. Okay. Um, I posted it a couple of days ago. I've had 13 different um, for the heart or care groups and stuff like that. I posted yeah. and thank me about it. So um, it's the phonetics of this is one I know I won't be able to memorize because of how I structure the pieces that I memorize. Hmm. which means this is also one of the first pieces where I repeat this 
kind of like a poem or a real poem so many times where I won't know where one sentence ends or the other one begins. Okay. Okay. That's where they explain it. Oh, um, okay. I'm here for that. Is that like a run-on sentence? <laughs> kind of, in a way. I, I, like, I, I've noticed, like, even though this is years of being a poet, national awards, city awards, getting a historical figure award, I am not a poet. I'm a guy who talks about the traumas in his life and it relates to a lot of other people. Okay. But that is what I produce. Um, not an artist, a guy that's been doodling this character for years and he just kind of created his own world. Don't let people label you to be something if you're enjoying it. Because once it becomes something, it's it's a little different. Then you get that whole stigmatism of, I need to do it this certain way. I didn't go to school for any of this. Actually, I beat up poets and artists and stuff when I was in school. So me doing this now as I've matured and got older and understand sometimes I still may have to go to my trunk. But this poem is meant to be read or listened to in front of a mirror. So if you do hear it, um, when I do publish next year, I plan on publishing two or three books. Read this in the mirror. Take every ounce of everything that I'm saying. Another reason why my series are called Tears, mm. whether it be spoken truth, tears of the wounded, all that stuff, nothing gets produced or leaves to see you if I don't cry first. If it doesn't make me cry, I know it's not going to make you cry because I'm a little hard and party. But let's begin listening to Julie. Peace. I forgive you for being human. It's not your fault that you have a big heart and you allow people to tug on the strings that you openly give them. I forgive you for seeing the good in people, even if it's only a shadow of the past person they once were. I forgive you for your past and all the traumas you had to live through, all the surviving you had to see and lessons you have yet to be taught. I forgive you for forgiving people, no matter how many times they hurt you and disappoint you with the things that you would never do to them. I forgive you for believing in forevers, that there has to be some type of fairy tale ending waiting at the end of this rainbow of broken tears and shattered dreams that won't wind up being another illusion for you to find yourself again. I forgive you for being silent when you know, yes, you know, you wanted to speak up. Stand proud in your own conviction, but yet you dwindled and crumbled because you believed your truth wasn't enough. I forgive you for accepting those labels people put on you, calling yourself weird, strange, outcast, black sheep, and not accepting that you are the most unique beautiful thing that will ever live the history of your story. I forgive you for the isolation you put yourself through and the years of reconstruction to feel whole again. I forgive you for giving too much too quickly to people who only listen and never comprehend, who are only interested in the words and not the emotion of survival that brought those moments to life. I forgive you for the people you do not 
Yes, you do not forgive. I forgive you for not reaching out in times when you know you needed it. I forgive you for being human. I forgive you for not being able to control your emotions in certain areas that you are passionate about and over explaining to people who will never understand the contrast of the picture you are painting. I forgive you for apologizing to people who hurt you only because you know somewhere this hurts them too. I forgive you for the tears you cried over situations that were never meant for you. I forgive you for the times you quit and gave up on your dreams becoming reality that didn't quite fit your lifestyle at the time. I forgive you for suitcasing your life trauma so deep within you they become landmines that people trigger across before you can even give them warnings. I forgive you for those walls you built. I forgive you for that hurt you hold. I forgive you for the love you withhold from yourself. I forgive you for wanting to save everyone, no matter how much it damages yourself. I forgive you for every time you cursed out your creator, thinking you were being punished when it was only a lesson to teach you wisdom so you could grow to be this strong. I forgive you for feeling too fat, skinny, ugly, boring, withdrawn, quiet, shy, explosive, smart, dumb, or self-absorbed to ever belong. I forgive you for the time it took for you to say, I forgive you. I forgive you for being human and hope that you will accept this apology from yourself. In peace. Ooh, okay, Julie. Well, beautiful. That's beautiful. <laughs> I've, I've had a few people told me tell me already that they've sat in the mirror and recited this piece, and that's beautiful. Yes, I wrote it in the mirror, thinking of it. It's long, but it's everything I could think that I never tell myself anymore because I'm always doing this. Yeah. Yes. Well, I accept beautiful. the forgiveness. Well, that's beautiful, um, Jody. And I can't wait to read the poem in the mirror. That's right. That's right. And as always, uh, another way that we close out is, no, I think, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Read context, social cues. Right. Oh, right. What about vibes? Well, I, I, like I forgive you for not seeing it. For not seeing it. But I can't say that on the, on the thing. All right. Hey, listen, we're going to close out with the Solidarity Pledge, and we've got Ruth here Everybody today. Everybody say hi. Say your name. Brother Washington. Pledge to strive. Pledge to strive. To love my brothers and my sisters. To love my brothers and my sisters. As I love myself. As I love myself. I. I. Say your name. Brother Washington. Pledge to strive. Pledge to strive. To study to improve myself. To study to improve myself. Spiritually. Spiritually. Mentally. Mentally. Morally. Morally. And physically. And physically. For the benefit of myself. For the benefit of myself. My family. My family. And my people. And my people. I say your name, Brother Washington. Of the system. Pledge to strive. Pledge to strive to be a part of the solution. To be a part of the solution. The process. The process. And not the problem. And not the problem. I. I.
Aye. Say your name. Brother Washington. Pledge to strive. Pledge to strive. To give all that I can spare. To give all that I can spare. Of my time. Of my time. My strength. My strength. And energy. And energy. To achieve. To achieve. The above said. The above said. Now give yourselves a round of great applause. Great job. Great job. We I love you. you. We love you. We love you. We yes. love you. Have a happy holiday. See you 2022. Have a happy Kwanzaa. Spend time with whomever you can. Oh, communicate. <laughs> communicate. Did you just grab one? That was Communicate. Communicate with people. And right. Brother Washington, take us out. And as always, all lives can't matter until Black, black lives, lives matter. matter. And black lives can't matter until all, all black, black lives, lives matter. matter. Justice or else? Yes. Yes.